The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masichet Sota has been dedicated by our good friends and Talmud, Mr. Haimi and Dina Dana, for the success of their children and especially the Fuashirema Moshe Ben Dina. Starting from the Mishnah, we continue in the process of the Sultana. Just as an introduction, so you can understand the Sugya clearer. Basically, if you open up uh, your home machine, you will see that part of the process is that the Kohen warns her that if she is uh, guilty of this sin and she drinks the water, so there's going to be consequences. So starting with Pasuk Yutet in Perek He, the Pasuk says, Vehishpia Ota Kohen. So the Kohen actually... Uh, you know, it's like a curse. Makes a it makes a swear in front of the Amar la Isha, imlo shachav ish otach. He tells us, if nothing happened, if you didn't sleep with a man, v'imlo satit tumat tachatishech, and nothing happened, you didn't mitamei yourself, hinaki memeham arim ham arinima ele, you'll be clean. Nothing will happen to you. You'll be clean from these waters. Now, this pasuk over here is going to be referred to in the Gemara as a kelala bechlal beracha. It's a beracha, but the reverse of it is also implied. That if she was guilty, so then uh, she's going to be uh, punished. So even though it's written in a positive form, you can imply the negative. Continue. But you, because you committed the avon, he makes her a curse on her. A curse and an oath. Your uh, your uh, thighs are going to collapse. Your stomach is going to, to explode. The water is going to go into your stomach. Let's both betin. Lecture mode on. Right to cause you to 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 to, to, to explode. And the lady says to the to, to, to the curse. Amen. Amen. Okay. So yeah, yeah, you have a couple of parts over here. You have the the first pasuk, which is the beracha mechlad kelala. Then you have what the coin actually says to her, and then you have her response when she says amen, amen. Now, it's key to know these three parts because we have to know which part do they write on the megillah of the sota that they erase in the water. It says they write the perasha of the sota. Well, which part of the perasha? Okay, so we're gonna have a three-way mahlok at exactly what was written on the cloth that they would erase into the water. Now let's begin the Mishnah. They came to write the Megillah, it's called Megillah Sota, because it's written on cloth. That's again the cloth that they eventually erase 
into the waters of the Sutra that she eventually drinks. Me'ezim makomu kutif. Which part of the perasha did I write? So the first sheet says, Me'im lo shachav ish, ve'at kisatit tahat ishech. Okay, so that's starting from, Me'im lo shachav. Let's find that in the pasuk. Im lo shachav ish. That's the first pasuk over there. That's pasuk yutit. Right, in the middle of the pasuk. They don't write, Ve'ishpia kohen, Ve'amar la'isha. That's like narrative. They don't write the narrative part. They just write the ikar. Im lo shachav. Okay? So this shita has, you put the beracha, which is mechlal, the kelala. That's the first pasuk. Ve'ad kisati, that's the actual kelala itself, that we pasuk chaf. Right? Ve'elo kotev ve'ishpia kohen ta'isha. And again, pasuk kaf alaf is narrative again. That you do not put in. Okay? Let's read the Vechotev, and he continues. So in Pasuk Chaf Aleph, we have, uh, after the narrative is over, where he tells her, The curse will go on you. And he does right. not write what the lady responds by saying, Amen, Amen. So basically, this opinion is putting all the kedalot. No narrative of the Kohen and no response of the woman. Okay? Good. Rabbi Yosef Omer, Lo ayam mafsik. Rabbi Yosef says, From Yostot, from Yimlo Shachav Ish Otach, you go all the way down until Amen Amen. So he writes, he says, you say the curses, you say the narrative part of the Kohen when it says, Vishpia. Hakohen and her response, Amen v'Amen. So this is you put everything on the Megillah. The Biyuda Omer Kol Atzmo Enokotiv. Now she says this is a, a Lav Davka language. Kol Atzmo. It means what the previous Rabbi said to write. I don't know like that. Ella, what do you write? Very, very, very restricted. Ella Yiten Hashem Otach Leala Veleshpua Uba Wamayim Arima El BeMeAich. According to the that you don't put the Beracha Mechalakala Pasuk, you don't put Pasuk Yutet at all, because that's a positive Pasuk, if you're innocent. You just put in the actual words of what? Starting from Yiten Hashem Otach Le'ala, where the Quen actually curses us. Right? So that's starting from Pasuk Chaf Alif, right? Yiten Hashem Otach Le'ala, Vishwam Otach Amech, Betet Usimit Rechik Nofev Nech Sava, period. And you don't even write the lady's response of Amen ve'amen. Good? Okay. Look at Rashi. Kol atzmo. Lishna ba'amu yizahir ba'atzmo shilo yekotev ila alot lebada. Only the curses. Ve'afilu im lo shachad ishutak v'inaki lo yakotev. Ve'kotshken v'ishpi'akwen. All the more so you don't put the narrative parts of it. You're not, you're not going to even put the v'racham v'chalat kalala. You're not going to put the narrative parts either. So let's review the Mahlouk. The first Shita, which actually is the Bimi'ir, you're putting um, Pasuk Yutet, which is the positive Pasuk. You're putting the Pasuk Chaf uh, in there as well. You're not putting any narratives of the Kohen, and you're not putting a response. Good. According to the Biyose, very simply, put the whole Parashat, everything goes in there. You put in... The Rabbi uh, came along and said, Lo ayam mafsik. You're not mafsik. But the whole thing from start from Pasuk Yutet all the way to the end until Pasuk Chavgimal. Except Vishbi'a Otakohen. Start from the Kelala, Yutet Hashem. Imro Shachav. 
Correct. That's what she says. Absolutely. And then the Rabbi is the most restricted. He just says you put the curse itself. Okay. Now, what is the source of the Mahlokah? So we're looking for Mahlokah to be Meir, Rabbi Yoseh, Rabbi Yudah. The Mahlokah is actually, how do you understand Pasuk Chav Giman? Now let's go in the Perasha. Ubawa Maima Vechatav Etaalot Ha'ele. Hakuen Basefer. Okay. How do you learn that Pasuk? Vechatav Etaalot Ha'ele Hakuen Basefer. What are the Alot? The curses. What's considered the item that's written? So the Gemara says like this. Bemaikam Epligi. Bemaikam Epligi. Vechatav Etaalot Ha'ele Hakuen Basefer. Rabbi Meir. Savar. Alot. Stop the first word. Vechatav Alot. Not Ha'alot. We're going we're gonna to break up each word. Ha'alot is two parts. Ha'alot. But I just wrote alot. Alot mamash. That means just a part of curses. What's going to happen if she's guilty? Ha'alot lerabot kelalot tabaot machmat berachot. That comes to include pasuk yudet. Right? The implicit pasuk. Ele, because the pasuk says right, and the pasuk is vechatav uh, etalot ha'ele, these. What is it coming to teach me? Well, we're going to break up the word ele also. Ele that you don't give her the curses in Parashat Kitavo. In Parashat Kitavo, there's uh, 98 curses, right? Maybe I'll take a curse, curse all those also, that's Apatha. No, Ele. Just these as opposed to the ones in Mishneh Torah and Sefer Devarim. Okay? Ha Ele, what is the Ha Ele coming to exclude? It's coming to exclude the narrative of the Kohen. When he's Mashbiyah, Veshbiyah, Kohen, Ota, and her answer, Amen, the Amen. That's the way Rabbi Meir learns it, from the Pasuk. Rabbi Yosei, So I'm with you. Exactly like you learned the Pasuk, except, Et lerabot sabaot vekabalot. He's doresh the word Et, because the Pasuk says, Vekatav Et haalot. Et comes and tells me, not only the alot you're going to write, not only the... The the kelalam mechlad beracha, but you're also going to write narratives plus her response. He's doing this all from the et. Yeah, in economy, we're not going to. I'm not going to discuss uh, the uh, perasha of b'shtei Torah. That's excluded. No, and the he what is what is the what would they come to include? Right, the et included. Rashi, Rashi, kolehu rebuya kedika amart. Include all the inclusions. I agree with you. Alot, alot, mamash. Ha'alot, akel, alot, abaot, mahmad, berachot. Ele, lemi'utesh, mishne, Torah. Vishmidurat, kuanim. We also take up the hukotai also, because it was kelalot there as well. Aval, he, de, ha'ele, lot, drosh, lemi'utesh, sabav, kemot, da'ata, et, verabinu. What they hear, you thought to exclude, the et is stronger to come and include. Verabinu, he, da'ele, urchau. And the, and the he, just the derech agav, it put in there. No dirash on the he. Okay? Good. So that's the B.O. said. Key Dinash is on the word it. Now we get to the B. Oh, Verebi Meir, Atim no Darish. And the B.O. doesn't go with it. He's not Doresh it. So therefore, he got the Like Gabra says, Verebi Uda, Kulu, Bimi Ute Darish Lehu. He learns the whole Pasuk, but in an exclusive, uh, excluding. Now, Alot, Alot Mamash. Well, it says that you're going to write the Alot. The Chatavit Alot. Alot means the actual curse themselves. Ha'alot, the hair of Ha'alot, the me'utik, kenalot, about Mahmad Berachot. Oh, that hair comes to exclude Pasuk, your tit, the implicit Pasuk. Ele, these, the me'utik, kenalot, Mishneh Torah, 
to exclude the ones in Kitabo. So he learns the extra hairs are actually coming to exclude everything. So you just left with what? Alot. You only left with alot. Those items. Now I have a question to be which is the bimir is duresh two his, right? One pasuk is uh, one word is actually vechatavit haalot, and one is haile. The haalot came to include that not only do you write the curses, but you write also the implicit pasuk. The he comes to include the implicit, the kelot machmad berachot, right? The haile is coming to exclude. Well, not only don't you, Ele came to exclude uh, Kitavo, and Ha comes to exclude what? Her, uh, her response and all the, the narrative uh, part. So therefore, one here is coming to include, and one here is coming to exclude. How does that work, the Gemara says? Why Shina, the first day that's inclusive, and the second day that is exclusive? Comes the Gemara and says, Head Gabed Ribuya, Ribuya. He. Head Gabed Miuta, Miuta. It follows the direction of the word. If the word is including, then the he includes. For example, the first word, alot, came into include. Alot means you write the curses. Ha alot, not only the curses, but even the kelalot mahmat berachot. Ele, it is coming to exclude. No kelalot of kitabo. Ha ele also is coming to exclude. No, uh, no uh, words of the Kohen and the uh, Amen Amen. Good, so based on the ikar word, that's the direction you donesh the he. Comes again and says, mm-hmm. So what are you talking? We know that Bimi'ir is the one that mandates whenever a person is making condition, you need to make a condition based on the Tanai Benegad Benere Uvin. What is the Tanai Benegad Benere Uvin? You have to speak out both sides. Mm-hmm. Right? What is the Tanai Benegad If you're going to go into Eris Israel, then you're going to be Yoresh on the other side. And if you don't go in, you're not going to be Yoresh. Which is, he's, the Bimi'ir is Matzrich, a Tanai to be. Because he doesn't go with implication. So if he doesn't go with implication, that pasuk is totally a benachad that says, and if you're innocent, nothing's going to happen to you. So that's not considered alot. How could you consider that a curse? It's not a curse according to me because he doesn't work with implication. So why should that be added in the, uh, in the Megillah of the Sotah? Kemara says, Amar bitanchum, hinnaki ketiv. You look at the way hinnaki means, what does hinnaki mean? Literally, you should be clean. You're innocent, Nothing happened, you didn't commit ta'avon, you'll be clean. But it's written without a yud. Hinnaki should be spelled hey yud, nun kof yud. The fact that it's spelled without a yud can also be read hinki. Hinki means you're going to get choked. Which means the pasuk is alluding. If you're innocent, hinaki, you're clean. But also hinki, it's missing a yud. So it's not a michlal. It's not an implication. It's almost as if the Torah wrote it. Explicitly, so therefore you can include that pasuk as well, even though the pasuk is hinaki, you read it hinaki, but it can be read hinki. So I need a special derash to come and tell me add that pasuk as well because of the anyan of the kelala. Good? Yeah. Okay, that's the way that she explains it as well. Comes the Gemara now and says, Ah, derash Akiva. Ish isha, zachu, man and lady, they're married. If there was a cut to go in the right way, that she says that he's not a no effet, she's not a no effet, there's no adultery, Shekhinah bin him, Shalom Bayit, the Shekhinah going to be amongst them. Lo zakhu, ish ochaltam. So that she explains, what's the Shekhinah bin him, ish v'isha? The ish has a yud in his name, Aleph, yud, shin, and the lady has a he, Aleph, shin, he. 
So she has the hair. So, so that yud hair is the yud in the uh, in the man's name oh, and yeah. the hair in the yeah yud ke. Wow. That's shechina b'neim. However, when they commit zinut chas v'shalom, shechina leaves. Then what are you left with? Ish ish. Wow. Then you have a fire. Chas v'shalom. Ish ochal tam. It ravages the house and destroys them. Amar rava udisha adifa midish. The ravaging of the lady is worse than the man. Why? My ta'ama, hai mitzaref, hai lo mitzaref. Which means the lady's name is spelled what? Alif, shin, he. The ish is already there. The he just is added to it. Where the man, the yud is separating between the alif and the, yud, and the shin. So therefore, the damage of a lady that commits znud is worse than a family from a bigger destruction. Look at that she top line. Ud isha, adifa mish, eshel isha, kasheh. The punishment on the lady's side is much more quicker and damaging than the man's. Because the ish and her name is is connected. Comes the Gemara and continues. Why does it say that in the sota in the waters you have to put uh, afar? What's the logic? Why you put afar in the waters of the sota? Zakhta, because she was innocent. If she's not Zoha, she goes back to where she came from. She goes back to the Afar. So that's the two reasons why. Comes again when says, Darish Rava Bishar Shaman of Ram Abinu Anuhi Afar Baefer. Avraminu called, referred to himself, he is Afar and Efer. His children was okay to two mitzvot. Efer para the afar sota. Okay, so that's uh, obviously it's a good thing. The two, the two, uh, the two inyanim. Ba'ika nami afar kisui adam. You have also another mitzvah. The afar that covers up the kisui adam, covers up the blood. Hatam hichshir mitzvah ika na'aleka. There, it's just a preparation for the mitzvah, which means there's no hanaah in that. When you cover up the blood, there's no hana'ah covering up the blood. Mashikin in the afar of the sultan is hana'ah. If the lady's innocent, she gets a berakah. And if she's guilty, so she's destroyed, and therefore you stop Mamazinim from coming in the world. There's a benefit in that afar, and there's a benefit in the effort of para, that you metahir, the people that are tameh. There's no hana'ah in the afar of the kisui adam. Now I saw, uh, what's a beautiful explanation? Gotta be a midah, kenegin midah. Because Avram Inu said afar va'efer, he got the zikhut that what? He got two mitzvot that have in them afar and efir. Afar sota and efir para. So I saw, what's the pshat of Rabbi who said afar va efir? What is he comparing himself? I am afar and efir. Where does afar come from? Afar comes from the dirt of the ground. Ground, while it doesn't have a past, but the future of the ground is, is positive in the sense that what? There's growth. Things will come out of the ground. Efir is the opposite. Efir comes from, let's say, a wood table. A wood table has a pest, but, or effort, I should say, effort has a pest. It came from a wood table, for example, but it has no future. Avraham Abinu was saying, Anuchi afar va'efer. I have the, uh, the weak parts of both. I'm like afar that I have no pest, meaning whatever I did in the past is insignificant. The effort, whatever I'm going to do in the future, I'm like, if it's not going to be significant, which means I can never serve you to the ultimate way. That was Avraham Abinu's comparison of saying Afar and Efer. He was talking about his past and his future. So God rewarded him with two mitzvot. What's the first mitzvah? The first mitzvah is Afar Sotah. What's the Afar Sotah? Afar Sotah 
able to, 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 to make clear what happened in the past. We don't know what this lady did in the past. Did she commit to Avinah or not? So Avinah Abinu, you came along and compared yourself to Afab. That you said, what, you have no past? Adam, are you going to get a mitzvah that's going to be gale on the past of a lady to to matira to her husband? And what's, and what's the effort paraduma? Paraduma is metahir to the future. The guy comes down, he's not there, but the effort has the future. You're the one, you compare yourself to effort that has no future. You're going to get a mitzvah of effort of parad that's going to metahir people in the future. So therefore there's a midah, can they get a midah in these inyanim? Comes the Gemara continues. Gemara continues, it says like this. That was when the king of Sedom wanted to give Avraham Avinu, you know, some uh, some of the spoils of the war. Avraham said, "I'm not taking anything. I'm not taking mihut, a string or a srochnal, even a shoelace, a leather, even a leather uh, a leather uh, strap." So Zachu banav the bit mitzvot. So this children got two mitzvot: hut shel tchelit, right, the blue string of the seat. That's the hut. And the leather band of tefillin. It seems that's a reward. We understand the value of the tefillin. Why is that considered a reward? We know that when the goyim are going to see a person wearing the tefillin, especially tefillin shalosh, they're going to be scared of us. Right? That's the tefillin of the rosh. So that's a great reward. Then in the zechut, he gave up the spoils and he said, I don't even want a leather strap, he got a mitzvah that's going to protect his children. What's the benefit of wearing a chutzel Which is, what's the reward that God gave us the blue string of the seseed? How, how does that benefit us? So the Gemarah says, Why did God choose on the seseed? Over all the other colors... Because that blue string really reminds us of the color of the ocean. The yam And when you look at the yam, that reminds you because the yam is similar to the sky. And the rakia reminds you of the kisya kavod. Which means, we have Pesukim over here, that by the Rakia, the sky is referred to Levnat Sapir, which is that uh, sapphire stone, and the Kisekor also says, The Kisekor also has a similar uh, uh, look. So therefore, when a person looks at the Sisit, what does he remember? Sisit is blue. Blue reminds him of the Yam. Yam reminds him of the Yad, and therefore that's a reward because it's going to connect him to the Kisekavod by looking at the Sisikare that is a uh, that is a uh, Sakhar that is going to elevate him to the uh, to the Shekhinah he's going to be able to see such things look at that she she says Shatechel Adomel Ayam Ba'al Elam Medinu here's the key Shekol HaMekayim Mitzvah Sisit Kilu Hikbil Pene Shekhinah that's a great reward whoever wins the city it's if he greeted the Shekhinah, it's a machitanya, let me say, the Sriku Kulhani. Why did you gotta go with all these levels? This is the Metanis, this is the Metanat. He says, the law ashkan kare ila berakia shtumelikisi. Because the only thing that we see is the Melikisea kavod really is the Rakia. The Rakia and the Kisea kavod are similar. They're both compared to the Sapir. That's what the last two Pesukim that we quoted. Now, the Sisit is really not compared to Rakia, the blue. 
it's more similar to the yam. So you got to jump a step. You got to go to the seed to remind you to the yam, which is domelo, a little. And then the yam is more dome to the rakia, and the rakia and kise are together. Tosafot just quotes Yerushami, it has a different uh, 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 progression. Yerushami, the perek of the barakot, magnit shatichil dome la yam, vayam dome la asabim. The yam is compared to grass. The asabim la rakia, and the grass to the sky, the rakia kise, vakise, the sapir, because it says the sapir. It's a different different way to get to the same place, but the point is, whoever wears the seat is going to get a reward. Now, what? It's as if he greeted the peneh, ha-shekhina. Comes the Mishnah. When you write the Megillah of the Sota, you write it, not on a piece of wood, Niyar would be like, she says, a papyrus, right? They, they, they take it from grass and they uh, glue it together and they make like a uh, paper out of it. You don't write on that. What is diftera? As she says, or she'ena me'ubad kotsulko. It's a type of leather that didn't tan it completely. That she's why they salted it. They come They put uh, flour. They used to do three processes. When we're talking about difter, they didn't put the gold nuts. Afatim is gold nuts. They used to also process it with the gold nuts. So therefore, is Now, why don't you write on all these items? We'll see. Ela ala megila, meaning it's got to be on cloth parchment. Okay, because the Pasuk says Sefer. Ve'eno Kotev, now we talk the inks. What are the inks that are not good? Lo Bekumos. Bumos is a type of sap that comes out of the tree. Ve'lo Bekankantum. Kankantum is a type of um, red, reddish type of uh, dye. Copper sulfate. Right, copper sulfate, he calls it. Okay, that is reddish. Ve'lo Bechod Davar Shiroshem. And not on anything that leaves a mark. That she says, Which means the Dior that we use has to be erasable. These items over here, when you erase them, it still leaves a, a mark. A Roshim. Therefore, they're no good. It's got to be erasable. How do you know it's got to be Dior? That's the ink that we use, the black ink. You have to erase it. Erase the, the Megillah and the water. Ktab. Shiachol limhot. It's got to be a, a type of ktab that it's possible to be erasing. Just one uh, one interesting point over here. There's a whole mahloket uh, between the Rambam and the Rabbinutam the Gabet Tefillin. According to Rambam, you don't need dio necessarily by Tefillin, which means any type of ink that um, uh, that's like dio is okay. Um, Therefore, it was matir uh, different types of kankatum that they used gold nuts, for example. Kankatum that they put gold nuts in is a, it's like the It was matir. However, the benutam was posim. He said, You need dafka, the yo, he learns from Mahalacha, which he was saying. So, famous machlok by Yochot Tefillin, what type of ink do you use? And Abab says, You can use all the inks that are similar to the yo. And the benutam says, Dafka, the yo itself. But again, the bottom line of here is that the yo is uh, erasable. And since it says by the Sotai, Umaha, that's why Davka, that item. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen.